When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SENZ, it is Extra Time with Ricardo Ball, and uh, we are delving into the fandom of the NRL as we count down to the start of the season. Uh, and joining us tonight to talk about his beloved Bulldogs is Nick Tedeschi. G'day Nick, how you doing? Ricardo, what an absolute pleasure to see you. Mate, it's uh, always good to have you on and it's always great to talk code with you as well. Um, how fizzing are you about the next season? Ah, mate, as a Bulldogs fan, up and about for the first time in, in a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. But uh, look, excited about the season, but also excited to have the Bulldogs, you know, somewhat relevant again after uh, after a fair fair while in the wilderness. Well, the question's got to be, you know, you got Phil Gould at the helm, you got Cameron Seraldo coming into coach, you got Viliami Kekau, you got Matt Burton. I mean, when are you going to change your name to the Canterbury Bankstown Panthers? <laughs> Well, it's it's somewhat ironic considering we used to wear t-shirts that brought not bread, uh, bread not bought. But uh, uh, look, I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give Gus this. First of all, Gus coached the Bulldogs for the '88 Premiership, so he's more Bulldogs than Panthers, uh, at least in the DNA. But uh, um, yeah, no, take your point there. But you know, you you, you do see you do see this that uh, you know uh, struggling teams often try to replicate. Uh, uh, what, what good teams do, and you know, for for considering where the ball has been over the last few years, uh, you know, I've got to respect Phil Gould. And, you know, Phil Gould loves a lot of people the wrong way, but one thing he has got runs on the board doing is, 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 is taking a club from the bottom and, and rebuilding into a premiership contender. So, uh, very happy with where, where things are headed. Something that I thought was quite interesting when I was doing a bit of reading on the dogs is that they've named co-captains. And the co-captains are Reid Manu, who's yet to pull on the jersey in anger, and, and Matt Burton, who's only been there for a season. What do you make of those calls as captains for your side? It's yeah, also funny that uh, the club captain's Raymond Fatalamarana. So uh, I think it's just he won't be in the starting side of playing many minutes, which is uh, a, a little amusing. Uh, look, there are a couple of young captains. Uh, Burton's been there a year. Marnie hasn't worn the jersey, but this is, you know, it's almost like yeah, the ball are starting from scratch. And, and, and I like it because there's a they're bringing in two players who come from uh, a culture of cultures of success or real, you know, reasonable success over the last little bit. Obviously, Burton's come from the Panthers, won a premiership early on. He's played for Australia, and you know, he's yeah, he's got the world at his feet. You know, he could be the next Brad Fittler. We got our hands there. Uh, Reed Marnie looks good, tough, honest player, leads by example. Uh, and there's just not a lot of there's just not a lot of senior players in the team at the moment. Yeah, you know, I think. Probably the unlucky one to miss out was Josh Adokar. You know, he's the, 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 what's held him back is playing on the wing. You just can't see enough out there. So, uh, yeah, like it, like there's two players who are playing big minutes there. You know, obviously Josh Jackson retired, uh, had to find someone else. I think they've chosen the, the, the right two there. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Actually, I, I know this is slightly off topic, but talking about Josh Adokar, um, I kind of thought towards the end of last year, particularly when you were struggling to find a fullback, that he might have been better in the one jersey because he would have had his hands on the ball a lot more. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about that. I mean, you know, he came to the ball and signed on, uh, signed on fullback money, but 
I'm always concerned about, about wingers of Addo Carr's um, skill set moving over to, 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 to fullback. You know, it requires a lot of talking. He's very chatty, so that wouldn't have been an issue, but the ability to read the defence difficult. I think probably the best like for like comparison is Alex Johnson. Yeah. He, uh, the worst football he's played has been a fullback. He's, he's an out-and-out winger. He scores a lot of tries. Very similar to Adokar. I think you get most benefit of Adokar on, on, on a wing there. Look, there is a concern about fullback this year, but there's no doubt in 2024 he's going to be playing fullback and that's Stephen Crichton. So um, I think for you know long-term, I think Adokar on the wing is probably the way to go. Yeah, well, looking at some of the big gains you got this year, uh, you got Viliami Kikau and Reid Marnie, who you've already mentioned, who's you know one of the best rakes run, running around the game. Ryan Sutton, the beef up the forward pack, and Hayes Perham, another para boy, who it sounds like Cameron Seraldo has invested in him as his number one. Yeah, surprising actually. Uh, uh, this might be more a reflection of where we where, where the club's headed to in, in the next kind of two years with um, with. Uh, Stephen Crichton coming to the side, but Perrin has been captured as number one, which is a bit of a surprise. Jake Avrillo played well at the back end of last year. I feel a little bit sorry for Jake Avrillo. He has been shunted around. Barrett played in halfback and came into first grade in the centres. Speedy played a bit of wing. Looks like he's down his spot at fullback. I don't want to see if he plays fullback, but Serrano says no, you're going to be playing in the centres, and Perrin will be playing at the, uh, fullback. So we'll soon see there's there plenty of wraps on Perrin when he plays with Positive the Warriors years ago and just couldn't quite break into that side. Hasn't had a lot of first grade, little concern uh, around that, but uh, and certainly a weak link for, for the Bulldogs, the fullback spot, but there are options there. Uh, talking about losses, uh, Josh Jackson's probably the biggest of those. Um, the bloke was an absolute tackling machine, you know, wasn't going to cross the line for too many tries, but he very rarely fell off a tackle. Uh, losing him, to me, feels a bit like the Warriors losing someone like Michael Luck back in the day. Yeah, I, I kind of don't rate it that that, that big one. To, to be honest, the game has kind of moved a little bit beyond what what Josh Josh was at. I think taking me on club legend, loved him. And I was, I was speaking to my son last night. I'd uh, recently cleared a ranking of all 475 players who played last season. Then I realised Josh Jackson fell in about the 360, 370th mark last year, and he, he's formed himself. And I was telling him that you know. Five years ago, Josh Jackson would have been in the top 20 players. Like, he was that good a player. But uh, fell, away, fell away sharply, I think. He'd been through some pretty rotten times for the Bulldogs. Sad he's not there to see the kind of resurgence for the Bulldogs. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think in terms of on the field, it's going to be any huge loss at the moment. Well, who do you think, of all the players that you did lose, you would have liked to have kept? I mean, I'm looking around. There's some big names there, probably past their best in Paul Vaughan. Uh, Naden, of course, Matt Dufty came in with a lot of raps on him and never never performed there. Jeremy Marshall King. I mean, was there anybody that you let go that you would have liked to have held on to? No, I think what the, the Bulldogs needed was a, was a fair clean out, and I think that is uh, that's what we've gotten. Uh, well, I think Paul Vaughan was offering a bit of a bit of. I don't think prop is our uh, strongest suit this year, but you know we were losing a lot of players who playing. To be honest, a lot of first grade that they probably wouldn't have been playing at other clubs. So, uh, not too disappointed with anyone. Like Matt Dufty came out, I was very excited when Matt Dufty arrived. And when he had the ball in hand, he was a great player. He just refused to tackle and refused to get physical. So, uh, couldn't have him in the team. And he was, you know, him and Naden both left middle all the way through last year. So, uh, no, not too disappointed with any, uh, any departures. All right, and uh, what about uh, Coach Cameron Seraldo? Uh, as far as I'm aware, this is his first head coaching job, but he's got pretty good pedigree. Any concerns over him as a head coach? Yeah, a couple of things on, on, on Seraldo. Um, 
the Bulldogs have made a couple of diabolical decisions with their last couple of coaches. Trent Barrett was never going to work with that. I'm on the record of saying that from the absolute get-go. Trent Barrett, those recycled coaches just do not work. The way he left Manly was poor. The fact he'd, he'd run second last. There's Tom Trevojevic, Jake Trevojevic, and Daly Cherevers inside. Said a lot of being with coach. Dean Pay kind of have that Ricky Stewart tree. There hasn't been a lot emerge out of that kind of coaching pedigree. Look, Sorrelda, unproven. Certainly wouldn't be, be banking on him being a superstar. But I will say this, you know, he has taken his time and he's had his choices of jobs. He's taken his time, hasn't rushed into one. He has got the right kind of pedigree under an Ivan Cleary. He has got a little bit of coaching experience. He's had, you know, seven or eight games with the interim head coach, you know, especially when Ivan was, uh, uh, was out uh, in the middle of last year. He's been around success. He's worked with Phil Gould. Not an easy thing to, 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 to get around either. I think he's got to be in a pretty unique position to be able to work with Gus. So, uh, Oh, I, I, I like the fact he's got the experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy with the coaching decision. And, and I think that uh, for the first time since probably Des arrived, the, the Bulldogs have got a coach who, who has the upside to potentially lead them to, to, to at least top four finish at some point in the next couple of years. All right. Well, you, you've talked a, a lot about you know some of the strengths of the dogs. You know, Marnie at hooker, uh, kick out in the second row. Of course, um, you got a few decent backs as well. Mac Burton, who's going to be playing at six, and, and Josh Adokar out the back. But where do you think the Bulldogs' weakness will be in twenty twenty three? Yeah, the obvious one. You know, halfback uh, Kyle Flanagan is tattered to start on seven. Supposedly had a big off season, but I believe those big uh, those big off season. Uh, stories as you know, about as much as Santa Claus. Um, what that's going to be an issue. What, one thing that the, the Bulldogs have done to possibly alleviate that, I think the future will be uh, former young Bronco Australian schoolboys captain Carl Orpelu. He uh, has been signed. We've had a five hundred thousand dollars transfer fee to him for the Broncos to uh, to get his signature. Only eighteen. Not sure we'll see a lot of him this year, but you know he's the future there, and, and so there is some level of. Uh, I've got a hope for an out. Fullback on the issue. Look, 2024 sorted. Quite another job, but I'll wait to be seen what, what, what Hayes Perrin's going to offer. In terms of fullback, probably got the worst fullback, or at least bottom four fullback in the competition. Uh, now, the big concern to me is, is, is depth. You know, this, the Bulldogs have recruited well uh, over the last the last year. You know, like you mentioned, all the big names that have come there, but you know, the, there, there just isn't a lot of depth. You know, Particularly the Dez and, and that kind of flowed through on the pay them, pay them back. There just hasn't been any focus on the development of, of young players. We're not just not getting a lot of a lot of young juniors coming through, and that kind of you know Jackson Topane is one who, who we're looking forward to seeing a lot more of this year. Uh, there are a couple of players like Samuel Hughes been recruited from the Eels, uh, and Declan Casey who, who kind of emerged probably the first player back in the last year. But any injuries, the the, the, the dogs are in some strife. And another big worry for mine is. You know, Tavita Pangai Jr., on his day, outstanding player, but, yeah, mad as a cut snake. Absolute nut job. Uh, yeah, discipline's a massive issue for him, and, and, and if he kind of can't get that together, well, that could be a big concern. Mm. All right, then. Uh, well, before we let you go, Nick, a couple of things. Uh, this question I've asked everybody, if you could drive one player to another club tomorrow, who would it be? Uh, I don't have to think about this one. Corey Waddell. In fact, Corey Waddell plays first grade at all. I mean, I've, I've, in, in, in my long history of watching 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 the Bulldogs, oh, there have been few more stupid players than watching than Corey Waddell. If he can, if, if there's a wrong decision to be made, he'll make it. So, um, probably the best football the Bulldogs played last year was the five weeks. I think it's a suspended trial. Yeah, I think so. 
uh, I'd drive him in a second. All right, then. And uh, finally, Nick, before we let you go, a prediction. Where will the dogs finish on the ladder this season? Yeah, it's going to be a much better season this year. I've got the dogs coming coming ninth at the moment on, on, on my ladder. I think their kind of range is anywhere from, you know, 6th or 7th down to probably 10th or 11th. I think they'll be fighting out for a spot in the 8th. I've gotten just missing. If things break quite, they can make it. But I'll tell you what, fighting out for the 8th, even, even if they miss out, is uh, a marked improvement on where the Bulls have been in the last five or six years. So uh, much better season for the Bulldogs. I think they're, they're going to lay the foundation this year for uh, a legitimate top four run next year. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff, Nick. Uh, just lastly, uh, I know I said that was lastly, but one more lastly. If you could if you could parachute any dog in from history into this team, who would it be? Oh, I would love, I'd love to see a Stephen Warner come in and play halfback. They would uh, someone who could get that back line going. I'd parachute Terry Lamb in to play anywhere as well. Just I love the great man, but uh, I think uh, the best fit Steve Mortimer. And I'd, yeah, to be honest, I'd even take Craig Polaman just to come in and play halfback and and work with Matt Burton because you know, Matt Burton can be anything. And and the Bulldogs haven't had a player like Burton in a long, long time with that huge upside player half. Like he's got the the potential to be, you know to be a great so I'm really looking forward to seeing his development any halfback that can assist him and just let him play that kind of wide second receiver running game would be ideal Good stuff Nick thanks very much for the chat mate I really appreciate it go well and good luck to you and your dogs this season eh? Absolute pleasure Ricardo and good luck to your Warriors